good day and welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast for today. Definitely today is a very special one. It's the second set of the round of 16 game, second leg for today. And wherever you are tuning in to this episode from, whether you are in the USA, on the African continent, Americas, Asia, Europe, and Oceania, welcome to the most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. And I have love for sports. On today's episode, we'll be discussing and analyzing the Champions League round of 16 games between Manchester City versus Sporting Lisbon and Real Madrid versus Paris Saint-Germain. That game in Bernabeu promises to be fun and a blockbuster. It's a game you don't want to miss. And we'll give you all the background, the form guide, previous meetings that you need to know between the two sides as they get ready for the game in a few minutes' time, approximately the next 40 to 50 minutes. But just before that time, myself and my studio guest, Mr. Justin Akowa, will be giving you all the necessary gist and details that you need to know. Yesterday, Liverpool lost for the first time in Anfield after a very, very, very long time. And I would give you all the details that you need to know. Inter Milan are the first team to beat Liverpool at Anfield in any competition this season. And also the first team to beat the Reds in the Champions League and it was a different scenario in Munich as Bayern sailed through to the Champions League quarterfinals by beating RB Leipzig 7-1. Our studio guest Mr. Justin Akowa will join me as we analyze the game. Mr. Justin can you join me on stage? As Yes. Good evening, Mr. Justin. How are you? Good evening, Philip. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. And um, yesterday, what do you make of the games um, between the, Manchester, the uh, uh, between Bayern Bayern. Munich and Salzburg and Inter Milan and Liverpool? I want to give you to give me your general assessment of the two of the two games i mean honestly it was nothing surprising yesterday uh as as um buying with the with the um, with the return of their captain mano noya as well as um jamal musiala who helped um pair up with kimich in midfield were able to steamroll against rb salzburg it was it was it was a game where i probably thought the Salzburg could have held on for a bit longer, but with the mix of 
the pace and the kind of and the way they pass Bayern on a good day are very hard to stop. And it was there was no surprise in when Lewandowski was able to get a hat trick in ten minutes. That shows how intense they were and how determined they were to get it done as quickly as possible. And the German team have once again shown their European pedigree in terms of um, how they play and show show the whole Europe that even though they are still lightweight in the midfield, they they still have the ability to compete. So kudos to Julian Nagelsmann out there. And for the Liverpool game, um, I mean, it is it is it is something to that should in terms of the first leg. Um, you could tell how enterprising um, Inter Inter Milan was. Simone Inzaghi, uh, who who plays a similar who plays a similar um, formation or tactic um, with as um, who plays a similar style as compared to their former coach Antonio Conte, implemented the same way in which he played the first leg. And through both legs, you could see the underlying assumption was to dominate the midfield in terms of how to press, how to pass, how to tackle. Um, you could tell Arturo Vidal um, was, was very, very active. Probably with Nicolo Barella playing yesterday, it could have been a different story, but then the experience at Arturo Vidal, who has, who has, who has, um, who has uh, a lot of experience in terms of playing at the highest level in, the, in Europe, showed, showed that it was, it was, it was a normal game for him as he faced Liverpool at Anfield and had one of his, had one of his best games in 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 quite a while. You could tell there are other midfielder. Marcelo Brozovic was very, very good, and. Kudos to their left wing back yesterday. I thought it, it could have been Robin Gosens, but then Ivan Persic did well. At the same time, he was marking Salah and also going for it. Liverpool were unlucky with a lot of chances as they hit, as Salah hits each each post um, um, once, and also Matip also hit the crossbar. So then you could tell that there was some sort of some sort of um, luck on inter side but then they were also able to control the narrative as they also tried to make best use of the attacks with Lotaro Martinez finally scoring after a lot of attempts throughout both legs with a very very beautiful goal that I feel like it could have been avoided. And I think what killed the game was um referee from Spain, uh, Matteo Lajos, um awarding Sanchez, his second yellow card, right after they scored the goal, because you could tell how intense San- Alexis Sanchez was. In. He tried to help. He tried to help Inter Milan win the ball um, deep after winning a 50-50 draw over Fabinho. But then his follow through was was what was what was the problem as it touched Fabinho's ankle. So then I mean it was it wasn't. It was something that I really expected to happen, and I'm 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 happy I'm happy that Inter Inter at least went out trying their very best, and that shows that shows a lot of promise heading into the next Champions League season. Definitely, that shows a lot of promise. And talking of games, that shows promise. Today's 
second set of games for today. Manchester City, Sporting, Real Madrid, PSG. Uh, Manchester City, Sporting uh, will go to Lisbon and take a recap of that game. And we'll come back to the studio to hear from our studio guest, Mr. Justin Akoa, um, his assessment of that return leg in, Man- in the city of Manchester. Welcome everyone to our live coverage. The Champions League is back after its three-month hibernation. Welcome from the Estadio Jose Alvalade in Lisbon as Sporting take on Manchester City in the first leg of the round of 16. It's 13 years since these sporting fans saw their team play at this stage of the competition. João Cancelo to Bernardo Silva. Foden could save. Still in play. And Riyad Mahrez tucks the ball into the net. And it's not going to count. Well, City did what they have to do, or had to do, by putting the ball in the net. And then it's for the officials to make the decision. And the goal stands. Riyad Mahrez has put Manchester City in front. Bernardo Silva clearly onside. De Bruyne has that ball is played. Yeah, that, that, that is marginal, isn't it? Very tight. If that had gone the other way, I don't think there would have been too many complaints from Man City. Sporting players, a little bit sleepy. There's the unselfishness and the awareness of De Bruyne and Mahrez. He's got a straightforward task just to sidefoot that one home. It was Gonzalo Inacio who was marginally playing Kevin De Bruyne onside. Sterling looking for Stones who might get onto it and puts his head wide. Well, it was a whisker away from being 2-0. Scar didn't do well enough with that head. He's got to flick that one away. Mares delivers. It's just one in the air by Matches. Right to all, I say. My goodness me, what a finish that is from Bernardo Silva. This is arguably the most difficult skill for a goal scorer to hit the ball on a half volley like this. Look at that. Fantastic strike. Doesn't try to smash it too hard. Concentrating on technique. And you know, if he hits that sweetly, there's a chance that fires past the goalkeeper. Could not have hit it any more sweetly. Rising. Close to him, isn't it, Antonio Ida? But he can't get fingertips. Not firmly enough to push it over the bar. Morris squeezed across in. And it's 3-0. And it's Phil Foden. And that went through two sporting defenders. Thought he's going to play that ball to John Stones. Goes inside, cuts back. He's great at it. He's a little step over, buys himself. Not even a yard. Yeah, Quartes is a little bit unlucky. But he goes to ground, I think, a little bit unnecessarily. Yeah, it's unfortunate, of course, when teammates that right in front of you. Quartes then should reread the play. You know, he's got to stay on his feet. Easier to defend. a lovely looking ball Sterling in behind I think he timed his run right and it's deflected in and Bernardo Silva makes it 4-0 to Manchester City utter misery for Sporting sheer excellence from Manchester City who surely have this tie well and truly won before half time in the first leg Manchester City Sending a message across Europe here. Riyad Mahrez is going to struggle to get in the 11, but he's a standing. Oh my 
goodness me, that's even better than Bernardo Silva's. Raheem Sterling, and there's no rescuing Sporting from the fifth goal this time. That is sensational from Raheem Sterling. 5-0 to Manchester City. Sterling in on the act with something very special. But we're not surprised, are we, Steve? Seen it all before. That's how the travelling Man City fans, Guardiola, of course. He's used to seeing this level of performance. That's a tip over. Well, it would have been an own goal, but for the tip, Luis Neto is only about on the pitch a minute or two. All about the quality of the ball. The final whistle has gone. The singing doesn't stop. No pause in the backing for Sporting. But there was no pause from Manchester City either who simply blew their opponents away. A huge away victory in the first leg of the round of 16. Riyad Mahrez got one, Bernardo Silva two, Phil Foden one and Raheem Sterling one. It could in all honesty have been more, but it's finished sporting nil, Manchester City five. Yes, that game finished five nil in favour of Manchester City all the way in Lisbon. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that emphatic performance from Manchester City? I think uh, since Pep Guardiola took over Manchester City with the kind of improvements he has made, um, this kind of result isn't something that's very strange to see because he likes to get the work done as soon as possible. And City always showed their class at the end of the day and that was a very, very great collective performance by them. They did well to kill the game as soon as possible and not give Ruben Amorim's side a chance to actually um, imprint their or, or, or like place, place, place or settle themselves into the tie because with, with a kind of, with a kind of, the kind of progress must have made over the years. Now they've made a Champions League final. They've, they've been to the semis before. And now you can tell that there's 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 a really there's some fear factor which Man City carries in terms of playing in the Champions League. So then um Pep Guardiola has slowly turned them into a mainstay as 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 they've played with no fear and they've actually faced teams and intimidated them and sh- and they've they've shook them to their to their lowest. So Beating beating a team like Sporting Lisbon, that's um, probably one of the best teams in Portugal at, at the moment. Um, very very comprehensively was a very very great uh, was a very very great um, result from Pep Guardiola going into the second leg. Because hardly do you see anyone win um, a very very um, hard. How did you see anyone win very this big in? In, in the knockout stages, especially away. So I think it's a very, very good result for Manchester City. Definitely. It is a very good result for Manchester City. It was an emphatic victory in Lisbon that put Manchester City in sight of a fifth successive UEFA Champions League quarterfinal and left Sporting facing the prospect of another heavy last 16 loss early goals from Riyad Mahrez 
who was got and lesbian born, born Bernardo Silva put the visitors in control in Lisbon on the 15th of February. And Manchester City took a strong hold on the contest before the break thanks to further strikes from Phil Fordin and Silva again, Raheem Sterling's 58th minute effort, which was Manchester City's 200th goal in the Champions League to complete a dominant win and the third time in their seven games in this season's competition that Pep Guardiola's side have scored five or more in a game. So that is it in terms of that tie. And this is one of only two ties in the 2021-2022 UEFA Champions League round of 16, along with Bayern Munich Salzburg to involve two reigning domestic champions. In terms of the previous meetings between the two sides, the team's only games before this tie came in the 2011-2012 UEFA Europa League round of 16, a tie won by Sporting on away goals. And Sporting went on to lose 4-3 on aggregate, on aggregate to Athletic Club in the semi-finals of that Europa League competition in the 2011-2012. In terms of the form guide for Manchester City, Manchester City have collected 12 points in this season's group stage to finish a point clear of PSG, winning all three home games and scoring 12 goals in the process in defeating Leipzig 6-3 and Club Bruges 4-1 and PSG 2-1. In the 2020-2021 season, Manchester City ended a run of three successive quarterfinal eliminations by going all the way to the UEFA Champions League final only to lose to Chelsea at Porto on the 29th of May last year. City have conceded 10 goals in the 2021-2022 UEFA Champions League, five more than in their 13 games in last season's competition, although the first leg of this tie was their first clean sheet of the European campaign. Champions of England for the seventh time in the 2020-2021 and their third title in four seasons, City also claimed the English League Cup for the fourth season in a row and the eighth overall, equaling Liverpool's competition record. Pep Guardiola's team are unbeaten in 17 home European games, recording 16 wins, one draw, since a 2-1 loss against Lyon on match day one in the 2018-2019 UEFA Champions League season, winning their last 10 including last season's round of 16 first leg against Mönchengladbach and Budapest. So that is Manchester City's record. They've got quite an impressive record in the round of 16. And this is Sporting's ninth UEFA Champions League group campaign and the first since 2017-2018 that ended with a third-place finish in their group behind Barcelona and Juventus. They went on to reach the UEFA Europa League quarterfinals. The Lisbon club's last European campaigns have all been in the UEFA Europa League. In the 2020-2021, they beat Aberdeen 1-0 at home in a one-off 
third qualifying round before a 4-1 playoff defeat against LASK, also in Lisbon. Sporting have lost nine of their last 11 away games in the UEFA Champions League proper. And the 4-1 win at Bashikstas on match day three is one of only two in their last 13 away games in the competition. Group stage, the finals, they've drawn one, lost 10. And that is the record. The Lions have progressed from the group stage for only the second time in their club's history. Sporting won all eight of their two-legged ties against English clubs, most recently against City. That was in the Europa League, like I earlier mentioned. And Sporting claimed their 19th Portuguese league title in the 2020-2021 and a first since 2001-2002. The Lisbon side also won the Portuguese League Cup, their third victory in the competition, all in the last four seasons. What is the current record and form and what to expect today? Fernandino has made 99 appearances in the UEFA Champions League from group stage to the final, and he will be the 44th player to reach a century of games in the competition. City's 13-game unbeaten run in all competitions, recording 12 wins, one draw, was ended by a 3-2 home defeat against Tottenham in the Premier League on the 19th of February. Pep Guardiola's side have scored 51 goals in their last 17 games, conceding 11. City scored four or more goals in a Premier League game for the 50th time under Pep Guardiola, nine more times than any side since the Spaniard took charge of the club. The defeat against Tottenham is one of only two City's reverses in their last 25 games in all competition, winning 22 games and drawing one, the other at Leipzig on March Day 6. In terms of Lisbon, Sporting Lisbon, following their first leg defeat by City, Sporting returned to domestic action with a 3-0 home win against Extroil on the 20th of February. And that is it for them. And Paulino made his 50th appearance for Sporting against Estrell. Six days later, Sporting drew 1-1 with Maritimo. Again, January signing Islam Silemani scoring the first goal for a second spell at the club. To record or to equal Porto forward Rabi Majer's record as the top Algerian goal scorer in the Portuguese Liga with 49 goals. Sporting have scored in all but two of their 42 games in all competitions this season. The exception, a 1-0 defeat at Dortmund on match day two and the first leg against City. So that is it in terms of the background, the form guide for the two teams ahead of today's game. And obviously, it's obvious Manchester City will definitely progress to the quarterfinals and have booked their place in the quarterfinals but I would hear from our sport and football analyst and football expert what his prediction is for the game tonight. Mr. Kowa, what is your prediction and what 
should fans across the world expect when Manchester City take on Sporting in the city of Manchester tonight? What is your prediction? Well, I, I, I have, I have no idea of what to expect tonight. But one thing I do expect is um, with the kind of formation that, the kind of formation that Ruben Amorim is going to play today, he is going to be more attacking because it's it's he, he's down by five goals to nil. Even though, even though we all think he is out, which he probably is, he wouldn't go down without actually. And playing their kind of football in terms of the way they attack, so so you have to you have to look at it from the waypoint that um, it's it's obvious that Sporting look at this game more seriously than Manchester City. But you you have you cannot count Manchester City out because they also they also perform very well even when they are up by a very un, unsurmountable lead and. And in and in in these kind of instances, they also show why they actually need to win to actually have the momentum and the psychological edge on 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 their part. Because look at look at how well they played in the second half against Manchester United, even even last week, and then that shows how determined they are and how good they are in terms of not letting not letting their feet off. Letting their feet off the gas for one second, and I believe that is 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 going to be a cagey game. And if anything should happen, um, that that's supposed to be normal. It's going to be them showing their their front three, and as well as their midfield, they're showing their quality at the end of the day. So you can you can see City going through, but then you really don't know what to expect in today's game. Definitely, you can see Manchester City going through but not knowing what to expect another game that will be full of uncertainties is that game between Real Madrid and PSG and the Bernabeu but we'll take highlights of that game in Paris when Kylian Mbappe scored in the dying minutes of that game to give PSG a 1-0 advantage going into today's game at the Bernabeu we take Highlights of that game in Paris. To the Parc des Princes, a round of 16 tie in the Champions League to set the pulses racing. Paris Saint-Germain with the resources to make their mark on Europe's elite club competition, but still yet to win it. Against Real Madrid, the all-time setters of the standards at this exalted level, trophy lifters on 13 different occasions. Lots of links, of course, like Kylian Mbappe and Karim Benzema, colleagues in the French national team, and maybe, who knows, colleagues in Madrid next season. The big debate goes on. Here's Mbappe, twisting, turning on, and the first chance for Di Maria. And he skied it. Yeah, it's about winding stuff for Mbappe. He just drifts into areas where he can get the ball and lift his head and do this. Well, Sergio Ramos is the one major absentee, of course, having left Real Madrid so many years of amazing service. He's got a long-standing calf problem, which has really hindered his chance to make an impression. And here's Mbappe. He's in this time, and Toa keeps it out. He's a little off balance. 
many times he's gone well and Carvajal's having a really tough time up against him. A little shove in the back from the right back there that uh, did the job. Taking a chance just as he's about to hit it. He was fouled. Head on to Adair Militao. That seems quicker. Determination greater. Mbappe. Challenge is a penalty. On the hour mark. Referee Osato points to the penalty spot. And Carvajal not complaining. He's going nowhere really. Mbappe, the second touch taking him out. But the right back knows he hasn't got the ball and he's uh, pretty sure. On certain that uh, the ref's going to point to the spot and Bappi's always looked the most likely tonight all of Paris holds its breath as the great man steps up and Courtois saves it absolutely mobbed by his teammates and you've got your headline Messi misses against Real Madrid well you're no longer quite so sure with Messi from those situations A great reception. Torres, Messi. Away from Gross, using Neymar. Back from Messi again. Lovely interplay. Yeah, it's lovely from Messi, but Neymar's made the difference in the time he's been on the pitch. Neymar's corner. Mbappe on the move in the middle. It doesn't get to him. By Verratti. Messi. It up. Oh, that so close again. He's knocked on the door much more than most. Yeah, he has. Neymar can find Messi and keep him in space. Messi can see him. He's now run into traffic. But Neymar's still going. And the great man's in here. Not quite sure what he saw from that angle. Not the chance to put it directly into the net. I thought he was trying to lift this into the roof of the net. Heel by Neymar to Mbappe. Plotting right to the last here. Trying to get away from He's done it. Kylian Mbappe sends his celebrations to the PSG fans and his teammates and maybe a message to Real Madrid as well. He scored very, very late to win their last league game, 1-0 against Red on Friday. And this is a much bigger stage, a much more important context. He's come up cups again, he has. Well, you cannot say PSG do not deserve it, and you can't say that Kylian Mbappe doesn't either. He's been the, the standout performer tonight. He's kept going. The last thrust of the game has given his side a 1-0 lead to take to the Bernabeu next month final score so that is it in that game in paris with kylian mbappe giving psg the advantage as the head to tonight's game at the bernabal mr akua what is your assessment of that game in paris especially that save from thibaut Courtois when he saved lionel messi's spot kick well, um, I believe that game for me was 
So far, the best game that has been coached by Maurizio Pochettino since taking over as a coach um, at PSG this season, especially because with the way he figured out his team was going to be solid all round and actually used used the width very well in terms of uh, Hakimi as well as Nuno Mendes was a very great thing to see and letting allowing Messi and allow Messi and Mbappe also to operate up front was a very great thing for him. Um, it was it was a very solid it was a very solid game by uh, Marco Verratti as well because you can tell you can tell that um, if you follow PSG games they really do not look as solid as they do in that um, but however in that round of 16 game they look very very determined to win and maybe you could also you could also speak about how conservative Carlo Ancelotti was with Real Madrid going into this game because it didn't look like he was out there to actually get a, a decent result probably he was looking out for getting a draw so he was more conservative than ever and probably just what affected um, Real Madrid but then um you could tell that PSG also had had the intentions to lock them up and they really did well at it by not giving them the chance to even put up a shot on target and that was a very very solid performance as well i mean i think um Lionel Messi that's one of his best games in terms of creativity and all but it was unfortunate as he wasn't able to put away the pressure penalty um, in the round of 16 game because we all know the kind of penalty woes Lionel Messi has in terms of um, scoring when the stakes are high nowadays and he he probably didn't do all of that but then a great also a great save by Kotoa who, who has also been for me probably the second best Madrid player in the past two three seasons after Karim Benzema because he does want to keep them in every game they play in and he has been a very very solid goalkeeper and um, I think for me with the kind of performances he has put up for Madrid over the past three seasons, he is he is top three in terms of the keepers in 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 terms of the best keepers in the world at the moment. So I believe that was a very very good game from Mauricio Pochettino, and you would like to see the kind of approach you will take today or tonight in the in the Santiago Bernabeu, and we all want to see how Madrid will also cope without. They are very, very good. They are very, very good um, defensive midfielder, uh, um, Casemiro, because he was he he was suspended for the second leg. So then, I mean, it's is 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 going to be a game that that's very, very much on the minds of football neutrals all around the world. Definitely, it is going to be a game that will be on the mind of football neutrals around the world that is what our football expert mr justin akua is saying but real madrid would face a first leg deficit as psg come to the santiago bernabao for the second leg of their champions league round of 16 tie with a lead to defend thanks to a late moment of inspiration from Kylian mbappe the french international scored the only goal of the first game at the park the prince four minutes into other time 
given PSG a narrow advantage, they are looked unlikely to end after Lionel Messi's penalty had earlier been saved by Thibaut Courtois. Madrid eliminated PSG at this stage of the 2017-2018 UEFA Champions League en route to winning the competition for the third year running, although the French club had come out on top in the two previous knockout ties between the two clubs. P- this season's PSG were forced to settle for second place behind 2020-2021 runners-up Manchester City in Group A, while Real Madrid held off Inter Milan to claim first place in Group D. What is the previous meetings like in terms of the two sides? Thomas Tuchel's PSG got the better of Real Madrid's side coached by Zinedine Zidane in the 2019-2020 group stage, picking up four points from their two games. Each of the sides now has four points, four wins in their 11 meetings, although PSG's success in the first leg of this tie stretched their unbeaten run against Madrid to three games, two wins, one draw. The French side have also outscored their opponents 18, 15 goals to Madrid's 13. This is the team's second meeting in the UEFA Champions League round of 16. Eventual champions Madrid winning 3-1 in Spain in the 2017-2018 with Marcelo on the score sheet after Cristiano Ronaldo's double and 2-1 in Paris. Ronaldo again and Casemiro finding the net for Madrid. PSG have lost three of their five away games against Real Madrid. The one victory was their UEFA Cup winners' quarter-final first leg in March 1994, when the current president of the Republic of Liberia, George Weah, and the only African to have won the Ballon d'Or, scored the only goal under Bernabeu in a tie. PSG won 2-1 on aggregate. PSG's first leg win in this tie was only their second success in their last eight games against Real Madrid. They've drawn three and lost three. Marcelo scored Real Madrid's goal in a 3-1 defeat by PSG in an Ohio friendly in the United States of America in 2016. What is the form guide of Real Madrid going into this game? The Spanish side have only won seven of their last 15 home European games recording three draws and five losses, although they've been victorious in six of the most recent eight, drawing one and losing one. Zinedine Zidane was replaced by former PSG coach Carlo Ancelotti in the summer, the Italian having guided Real Madrid to their 10th European Cup in the 2013-2014 season. This current Real Madrid side has second were second in the 2020-2021 La Liga season, finishing two points behind neighbors Atletico Madrid. Real Madrid have scored in 23 successive round of 16 games before failing to find the net at the Parc des Princes. They had last drawn a blank at Lyon in the 2009-2010 first leg, recording a 2-1 loss in aggregate. The first leg loss in Paris was just Real Madrid's second defeat in their last 14 games against French opposition. 
recording eight wins, four draws against French opposition. The other match they won reverse against PSG was in the 2019-2020 season. Real Madrid's record at home to French League One clubs is 11 wins, 4 draws, 1 loss. The sole defeat was that 1994 loss to PSG. PSG's record coming into this game. PSG have picked up 11 points in this season's group stage. 9 coming from their home games. They failed to win away. However, drawing 1-1 with Club Bruges, 2-2 with Leipzig and losing 2-1 in Manchester on match day 5 to be confirmed in second place. PSG were without a win in four UEFA Champions League games, one draw, three losses before beating Manchester City 2-0 on match day 2. The first leg win against Real Madrid made it five victories in their last 12 games, recording three draws and four losses. PSG have been victorious in 10 of their last 21 away UEFA Champions League fixtures, recording four draws, seven losses, but are without a win in their last four. This is PSG's 10th successive UEFA Champions League campaign and 14th in total, two behind Lyon's national record. Tonight, it's going to be a tough one and with history behind both team, both teams, Real Madrid and PSG. And just before we wrap up with the show, Mr. Kowa, what should we expect in Madrid tonight? Who progresses to the next stage of the competition and to be precise, the quarterfinals of the UEFA Champions League from this tie? <laughs> At the Bernabeu, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be a very big liar if I know who is going to progress tonight, um, because I think that it's a game <laughs> where both coaches are expected to come out and play very well. Maybe PSG a little bit slightly, slightly defensive than Real Madrid because they have a one goal lead, but it, it doesn't mean anything at this stage and in the kind of and. With how and especially at this stage where the away goal rules has been scrapped, exactly. So then you also also have the feeling that right now, once Neymar is fully fit, PSG are looking a bit more stronger than they were in the first leg because Neymar started from the bench. Um, but um, for me, I'm 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 really hoping that I'm really hoping that. The best team who plays the better football today qualifies. I, I really, I really can't give. I really can't give a prediction. I'll be very. I'll be a dishonest person if I know who's going to qualify. But then I believe that is a very, very lovely old, um, audition for um, Kylian Mbappe at the Bernabeu for a team that has wanted him for quite a long time, and now for him who actually desires to play for Real Madrid as early as next season. So we will see if he has. If he has that that elite mentality to actually um, kill Real Madrid's hopes and show them what he is made of, and show the world why a lot of um, show the world why people, influential people in Real Madrid, especially Florentino Perez, wants his signature and wants him to lead the Los Blancos at their Bernabeu so bad. So then he is someone I'm 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 really dying to see his performance tonight. If he is going to live up to the task and actually put PSG through into the 
quarterfinals or if Real Madrid will find a way through Vinicius as well as Benzema and and Cole to be able to also make the quarterfinals. Definitely. Thank you. It's as always been fun and lovely coming your way with tonight's edition of the UEFA Champions League podcast. And to my able studio guest, Mr. Justin Akowa, European football expert based in London and at the center of European football. It's always joy hearing from you. And I'm sure our cherished audience and listeners are equally excited hearing your succinct and detailed analysis. We'll be joining the team in Manchester and in Madrid for tonight's games. Until same time, tomorrow will come your way with another edition of the UEFA Champions League. It's adios for now and it's bye.